Today on the Tim Marner Podcast Show, we've got Grace Prossy. Prosser. Prosser, sorry. Or <laughs> I like to call her Grace 13. Grace, <laughs> why have I got a problem with saying the word womb? So, do you want to place your right hand on your heart? Close your eyes. I'm just going to say the word womb. Keep them closed. Okay, Grace. Okay. Just receive wounds. Isn't it weird how I feel weird and stupid when I say it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not stupid. It's not stupid. It's like, I mean, you talked last time about the um, the Knights of the Templar and it really sort of hit it home with me. But then I'm thinking, you know, are other men going like this and they kind of, when they say, they can't say the word womb. Mm. What's the, what's the problem? Disconnect. So it's not just men that have got a disconnect from womb. And I think the word womb, um, it is frightening because the womb space is where we came from. It's a dark space. It's our underworld. It's death and rebirth. Mm. It represents life. It represents death. Um, Just do your necklace in the middle there. That bottom one. There we go. Yeah. Thank you. I've got to represent you. Yes. Um, It represents the the darkness and also if we so let's start from the very basics in fact let me just give it i've gone straight into it grace is a spiritual teacher yes yes Mm -hmm. your biggest thing is doing the The magdalena womb (laughs) magdalena is that a cake i don't know but (laughs) yeah i don't know if it's a cake (laughs) but it's magdalene womb magdalene womb healing (laughs) yeah yeah mary magdalene so she I can talk a bit about her in a moment, but yeah. so people understand that it's it's not a concept of religion as such. It's more of a you know the feminine Christ, the Christos, which yeah. is God light, which is spiritual source light, which is universal energy that lives in a flame within every single one of us. Mary Magdalene represents the feminine flame. Jesus Yeshua, he represents the Christos, the divine masculine flame. Um, it's so foreign to people, this, isn't it? Very foreign. and It's just like like you said, as soon as you start saying, I'm giving a womb healing, I'm like, you're doing what? Yeah, yeah. Like, but when you talk about it and you explain it, you're like, why aren't more people doing that? But I think because you just said it, like people are afraid. They don't like the word. It makes them squeamish. Um, and it's it's a disconnect because... We've been born into a masculine structured society, you and I. So we're all living off predominantly masculine roles. So it doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with us. It doesn't mean we need fixing. It just means we need to remember the feminine because the the, the feminine hasn't been remembered for thousands of years. So this is why the Magdalene womb healing is coming about more so now because 2,000 years ago, her teachings, you know, were cut off. Um, the Roman Empire came in, they stopped all the teachings and her healing and her light from shining into the world. And now is the time that she's ready to rise again. It's How the did time. you get into this? How did you get into this? And what, what was the calling? What was the point where um, that moment where you lied? So I didn't, I didn't plan it. This is the thing. So obviously I... Give me a little bit of the backstory okay. first before you came, right? Because last time we talked, you yeah. said you was in the sex industry. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Yeah. Okay. So 
from I told you I didn't know where I was going with this. Go on. No, so from the young it's fine. From from a young age I was I went through a lot very young from about age five. So I had a near death experience when I was super young, a shed fell on me. My mom managed to pick it off of me. I was trapped between a shed and a fence. And my mom had one of those experiences where she was like Mom strength. Mom strength. Yeah. And she managed to get it off me. Um and I always remember one time I fell into a rose bush, right? And the rose lineage is the Magdalene mm-hmm. lineage. And I remember a thorn going in to near my womb space, right? So I only remember this now because I've traced everything back. Right. Um, And as a child, um, you know, I had an upbringing that was very, very abundant. I had a great home. I had great sisters, brother, you know, had, you know, a great environment. I lived near the forest and great friends. But unfortunately, there was abuse in my childhood as well. So I had a lot of dark and I had a lot of light. So from young, I actually had to, um, I had to learn how to read people's energy because I had to learn to read the energy in the room to protect myself. So you had to be a bit of a chameleon, you had to change yourself to... Change, yeah, yeah. Constantly changing. Exactly. So, I mean, and this is a very feminine thing to do anyway. A lot of women become people pleasers and they become, you know, kind of like shapeshifters to please everybody. But for me, it was on another level because I had to develop this to you know, it was a survival mechanism. So I I developed empathy and energy awareness really young. Um, And I also prayed because prayer was the only thing I had. Who taught you how to pray? No one. You know, I I was, I did, I did have um, Catholic growing up, but only till about four. It was very, very young. Um, so I guess I did learn to pray there, but I used to pray differently than what I got taught at school. Um, I just used to pray to something I knew was looking out for me. And then maybe my own higher self that was there. That's, you know, our higher self is not outside of us. It's something we access from within. It's already there. It's already guiding us. We just have to learn to tap into it, right? So I was praying to my higher self from a young age because there was nothing else I could do. I was like... I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a child, you know, no one's here to save me. So I, I have to pray. So I prayed from really young. And then as a what t- you saying, what you're saying in the prayers, in the prayers, um, I would just ask for help and peace and like to, for my mom to be safe, for us to be safe. Um, and that was all I could do is just that, you know, I know you're there and I know there's something guiding me, like, you know, please, Did you know? please help. Did you feel it in your oh, being? Oh, yeah, felt it. Oh, all the way, felt it all the way. And Are some people just more attuned to it, more people, just some people feel it more than others. Yeah, and I think it depends on your situation as a child. Like, I had no choice but to go into those realms, those invisible realms for help because of the abuse that was going on. So, you know, if you've got a child who's having a really, you know, quite settled upbringing, they might not have a reason to pray. They might not have a reason to open up to something more than the physical, whereas I did, you know, I I had to. 
I also used to go into the forest to a lot on my own. Um, and, you know, if I think back now, I spent a lot of time there when things got really hard at home, I, I would just leave and go into the forest and I would just spend time in nature. So I remember just... At the time, you don't know what it is, but looking back, you th- oh, looking it back, was it calling was, you that it was... Yeah, looking back, it was, it was, I was in it from so young. And then coming Are you a to, witch? I would say that, yeah, like, I, well, I originate from Romani gypsies on my mom's side, so we do have a lineage of Romani gypsies. So I would say that I've definitely got um, those tendencies. But I think all women have got that mysticism. It's just whether or not we want to tap, tap into, into it. it and we're not fearful of it because I think people are fearful of their own power because it comes with responsibility and it comes with knowing that everything is in your hands. You can't blame anybody else. So you have to, you know, when you have an ability to see the world that way and deliver the world your, you know, your invisible realm energy, that's something you've got to be responsible for. And a lot of people don't want to take that responsibility, which is why people don't change. Yeah. Or they don't tap into it, or they feel scared, you know. So were you lost then, sort of like young? Obviously, you're you're at home, you're in the woods and stuff. Have have you not found out your identity at that point, and that's where you started? Yeah, I think yeah, I think absolutely. I was depressed from a very young age, hundred um, percent. When I got to my teens, I was very sexual from very young as well. Um, and in my teens, I started creating sacred altars in my bedroom. So again, no one had taught me this, but I just, I think I was just being guided. And the first sacred altars I started to make were from, I used to get on the bus and go to the Indian markets and buy all the materials. Um, and from what I remember when, I, when I've tuned into this is it was just peace. I did it to create peace in my life. At that teenage point, I knew what had happened in my childhood wasn't right. You know, when you're a child, you don't know what's right and wrong. This point, I knew it wasn't right what, you know, what happened. So that's when my depression, I think, started to rise. Um, I had outlets of singing and like expressing was a really great way for me to heal. Um... But yeah, I didn't know what I was doing, but I knew what I was doing was meant to be done at that time. So I'd have the sacred altars. And that was when I first got my menstrual cycle. So when a woman, well, when a teenager, a child, because it's getting younger now, gets their first menstrual cycle, it's an initiation into the womb, into your journey of life. You know, people say it's your initiation to becoming a woman, but you're not a woman at that age. It's your initiation into... For me, the Magdalene path, the path of the feminine, the path of your, you know, the power that you've just been given to birth new life. That's a sacred power that we're given as teenagers. Mm -hmm. So that's when I started to build my sacred altars. So I think something was channeling through because say when a, when a teenager, a child gets her first moon, mens, um, she's at her highest psychic ability so a woman's most highest psychic ability is when she gets her first bleed and then when she hits menopause. So you'll see a lot of women in their menopause age start to 
they start to open up into these new realms of life, it's so normal because you tap into another initiation of the feminine, you know, like more like the crone. So yeah, so around that time, it was now looking back, it was so present. And um, it weird, you had a calling to do sacred altars. altars. Yeah, just, I just like a calling. It's just like, why would just you do knew. that? Why, why, you know? Just, just knew. And I also. And are you, are you praying at these? Yeah, I used to pray, but mainly it was just I used to just sit at them. Just in stillness. Yeah, it was like a peace for me. Well, when you create a sacred altar, you create a channel of light. So that's what sacred altars are. They're to bring through a channel of light. So some, I was. I was obviously being guided subconsciously to make a channel of light. How do you create a sacred altar? Is every one personal to every individual? So this is one. You know, this is like a sacred altar. So yeah, you can create some in many ways. You know, you can have candles. You can have your favorite deities like Buddha. Like Hmm. that would be a sacred altar because you've got Buddha there. You know, but you would perhaps put a candle there and light it every day to respect Buddha or give it some flowers or water. So you could just put a glass of water on Buddha. Um, you can create them. It, they're, they're just individual to you. You know, that's what's so really, that's what's so really mm. great about them. I've mm. got many at home. I've got one that represents um, Mary Magdalene, Yeshua, Jesus, the sacred union. I've got, you know, like different deities, different goddesses, you know, Ganesh, um, one for my, my, so you use, it, you use the altars at different times, depending on how you're feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, but usually I light a candle on them all every day to bring light to them. Right. And I have one that's, um, for my inner child, um, and my manifestations and things like that. You know, you bring in light to them, bring in sacred smells mm. and spraying them and praying over them and singing and, you know, all those types of things are, are these channels of light that they're just aspects of you that you're tapping into, that you're you're allowing to remain open to to the divine parts of yourself. I've never looked at it like that. Like yeah. That. So it's like, like you, you're worshipping yourself really, aren't you? Even though you've got your deities or your buddhas and, yeah. you know, that are bringing their energy through, like ultimately you're worshipping the Christ light within you, the, the, the divine God light that we've all got. So what were you doing at the altar then? Were you, did you understand that in no. any shape or form? But did you Not feel that? yeah. But you but felt it? You felt safe. Because I was living on my own at this time. My mom moved abroad, so I was 15 living on my own. You know, so I think at that point I, I needed safety in the house. Um, there was, I didn't have a bed, so I had a mattress on the floor as well, which is, which is like, you know, you know, Buddhists do that and earthing, of course, being lower on the ground. I just loved it. I loved having a mattress on the floor. I remember, you know, my mom and dad said, do you want a bed? And I said, no, I just have the mattress on the floor. <laughs> I just loved the mattress on the floor and my altars. So at 15? 15. On your bonds? <laughs> yeah. Mad that, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's great. And then I realised that that wasn't the way that I could live life. You know, I had no peers doing it around me. I had no guidance. So I went to the masculine structure, got my A-levels, got my degree, fed into the 
the masculine society like most What of did us you get a degree in? Sociology and criminology. I wanted wow. to be a probation officer. Right. Um, again, I think I wanted to, I saw the compassion with people who had, you know, made mistakes. And I think I also, there was an element to, I wanted to try and fix them so they wouldn't hurt anybody else because of what had happened to me as a, a child. Is that really why you do what you do? Maybe it's an element it, yeah, it's probably an element to my, from my childhood to be like, if people can heal themselves, they don't bleed out on other people. Yeah. You know, and, but, you know, we can't get away from that. It's, look at the society we live in. It's, we're just, we're only just moving away from it, you know. So, and we're all beginning to know that there's, it's not outside of us anymore. We're all beginning to realize mm. the patriarchy and everything that's around us that's, held us in these containers and boxes, this masculine structure that isn't working for men or women. Mm. It doesn't mean this is against men. This is just an energy. It's the masculine doing action, leadership, um, rationality, linear science. Yet we're all craving at the end game for pleasure, excitement, joy, love, all these beautiful energies. So if you think about it, so I ask you a question. What, how does the words control, judgment, linear, science, you know, structure, all these things, how do they feel compared to passion, pleasure, mm. you know, care, nurturing, safety, trust? They're the feminine energies. We're living in this masculine society and this rat race and all we want are them energies, but we're not, we're not tapped into them because we don't know how. That's the real trick, isn't it? We don't, don't know, know how. how. That, this is it. This it's is scary. Why, the word is, love to some people scares the shit out of them. This is why womb is scary for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because everything is created from the feminine. Yeah. The womb, the energies of the feminine are them things mm. that we're so desperately craving as humans to feel. We think the job is going to get us the money that's going to make us feel them because that's a wounded masculine structure. Yeah. But if we're not tapped into our feminine, we're not going to feel fulfilled but you can have the money, you can have the success and you can feel fulfilled. We're allowed that and it's absolutely fine. You also need to be able to, you know, learn how to tap back into the feminine because that's been cut off for thousands of years. This is not like something that, you know, anyone's born into. Most people on the world, in the world, born into the world right now are more masculine than feminine, including women. Yeah. But it's not their fault or it's not men's fault that they don't know how to express emotions. Mm. We were all having the same problem, men and women, which is we're all afraid to go into the depths of the feminine, the depths of the womb. Mm. Afraid to love, afraid, afraid to receive. Shit. Yeah. We're afraid of the feminine energy. Run away. That's the, away. no, that's, that's the freedom. That's actually the freedom. And so one thing I say to people is like, when you remember where you came from, when you remember where you were conceived and grew for nine months in the dark, in the feminine, without, without any control, you had no control over your breath. You had no control how you were being fed. You had no vision. You couldn't talk. You couldn't breathe on your own. But the one thing you had was hearing. 
we can hear from the womb from when we're about two inches big and sound travels five times faster through the womb so sacred sound is so important which is why our voice is so important that's what i've written on the board your voice has power to create your paradise life keep using your voice sound expression all feminine energy again you know, but it's all been pushed down, 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 because we're afraid, we don't know how. And the only reason we're afraid is because we don't know how. <laughs> it's the unknown. The masculine structure wants everything to be in a box. Controlled, yeah. Look at apps these days. I love the meditation and wellness apps, mm. but they're all, it's going linear again. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it fucked me up. Like doing it's stuff going like linear yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we can't put a time on everything. Yeah, they're telling you how to meditate and like, I want to do it my way. And th- you can constantly doing and trying to meditate. Masculine again. Yeah, and again, and I just want to be in that moment in front of my sacred altar and just in stillness, just reflecting and just let me mind. Feminine. Yeah. Being in touch with the feminine, yeah. the unknown, the, the womb space is the unknown. So regardless of whether you have a womb or not, when you're entering those realms, you're entering the cosmic womb, which is which is where you can birth everything from. Mm. You can birth money, relationships, success. You can birth feelings. Yeah. When you enter the feminine, that is when you're free. And then that signals to your masculine energy what to do next. Yeah. I got kind of shown that on my last mushroom hero dose I took that like in order... I need to be nothing and be all right with being nothing so I can be everything. Mm. And it's that nothing bit is getting rid of the masculine identity that I've put on, that I've built up to protect myself. The wounded part, yeah, but yeah, not yeah. your divine part. You, you know, obviously we need the masculine. Yeah. It's not about rejecting the masculine. I know, but it's that's hard, isn't it? To decipher which is which sometimes. Yeah. Which is the bit that doesn't serve me. How do I get rid of that bit? Yeah. I guess it's um, looking first and foremost at where you're operating in your masculine and your feminine and, you know, how that's matching up in your life. So you can do sort of, you know, practices. I do I do a healing session with people where we go through that so they can actually physically see where they are not operating in their divine masculine, where they're not operating in their divine feminine. And usually they're very interconnected. So they get a map of wow, I am avoiding that, which is preventing me from feeling love or it's preventing me from feeling safe. Yeah. We're used to operating in the things we're good at. Yeah, yeah. No, and no, I get avoid- it. Like someone said yeah. to me the other day, they, 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 don't, they, they want a dog, but they're not going to buy a dog because they're scared of it dying. I'm like, well, you're going to miss out on that beautiful stuff in the middle because you're scared of that head thing. It's just yeah. like... And we talk about the Knights Templar, right? Yeah. And the main initiation for a Knights Templar is no fear of death. Because when you, when they initiate, when the Knight Templars initiate into no fear of death, they can get their duty, their mission done on earth. You know, because if you have a fear of death, of speaking out, of being killed for your expression, your voice, your wisdom, your knowledge, or even protecting the sacred scriptures, because that's what they did. That's what the Knight Templars did. They protected sacred scriptures. They built sacred buildings. You know, they were more than just these protectors of women. They were protectors of ancient knowledge and wisdom. And they had to not fear death. Otherwise, how would they, how would they, you know, fulfill their duty as, as 
that light and they still they're still around now like there's people that are still you know really protecting these ancient um you know mysticism and practices and knowledge and wisdom this the night templars are still around these days you can listen to podcasts with some of them speaking on them and learn loads but yeah their initiation is mainly is that they so they do not fear death like that so when you did your um, your course on criminology, yeah, you like at some point did you do probation and then sack it off? What was no, your... I went to go into it, um, but we hit a recession. Like it was when we hit that yeah wild recession, so there was no jobs in the police force. Um, so I was in London and started modelling, and. Um, in a really short story, long story short, um, and this is where a lot of my wounded feminine came in because, you know, around jealousy and how jealousy led me on a path. What do you mean? So I explained. So I had a boyfriend at uni, broke up with him, and then I got another boyfriend after him. I'd started going in the modeling industry just a little bit, bit here and there. Um... And I met uh, my next boyfriend. His ex-girlfriend was another model. And telling you, she she's beautiful, like the most stunning, beautiful woman you've ever seen. Like tall, dark, like gorgeous eyes, brown eyes, amazing figure, big boobs, like just gorgeous, right? He ended up cheating on me with her, you know? So there was part of my feminine that was so crushed obviously so devastated I was so heartbroken um and in the realms of that relationship he also nearly died so I was looking after him in hospital for a long time doing my my last year of my degree so I spent a lot of my time on trains sleeping in hospitals looking after him because he they didn't know if he was ever going to walk again and he cheated on me with her and you knew that before you were looking after it? No. Right, okay. No, I found out after. after. And it just devastated me. Like, it truly devastated me. Um, and then I just got obsessed with her. You know, like, why, why? Why her, not me? And is she prettier than me? Yeah, she's prettier than me. She's got bigger boobs than me. She's doing this, doing that. And I got to a point where my jealousy, my wounded feminine overtook my truth and that led me into going into more into modeling because we were both in the same industry so it became competition right this is it wasn't even about the guy anymore yeah, yeah, this yeah, was yeah. about me versus her it was a woman wound and i didn't know that this was overtaking me i ended up going more into the modeling industry and topless things like that and it was just this i wanted to be better than her because of what had happened. Oh, okay. And so I held that for years and years and we ended up becoming friends. So we became frenemies. What does that mean? Frenemies is when girls are friends, but really there's a underlying ulterior motive. Like Keep I'm, fr- I'm being friends with you. Sort of thing, right. I'm being friends with you, so you don't sleep with my boyfriend or, right, you know, okay. right, so right. many girls do it. They befriend other girls because they, they're just, yeah, they're just afraid. Right. 
women will resonate with that. Okay. Where, and this is the thing though, people won't admit it. I'm happy to admit, I don't, I'm not ashamed of it. Like I did the healing on it. I had to, I had no choice. You know, this is why I do what I do well, because... You, you're going from experience, aren't you? Experience and compassion. That's like, got to be sort of prevalent, that as well, isn't it? People getting it, cheated on and stuff. There's nothing and, wrong with being jealous. Yeah. You know, we're taught it's ugly and it's... it's Most women will say, I'm not jealous, I'm just this. No, just admit you're jealous, it's fine. You know, if you face it... You turn it into something powerful. And that's what I did. I was like, I'm going to get really honest with myself. Damn, I was obsessed. I had some wild obsession, darkness, jealousy, monster that was ruling me. And that took me into modeling. Then that took me into topless modeling just out of competition. I never wanted to be a model. I wanted to be a probation officer. I wanted to help people. But just this one experience led me down those paths. So it's a really easy thing to do if you're very, you know, if you're not aware of it. Um, And then I was at my modeling agency and the magazines and stuff started going. So they actually blackmailed me and a few of the girls. Um, And they said, if you don't join Babe Station, we're sacking you off the books. And we're taking 20% of what you earn. On Babe Station. So, you know, us as a group of girls, we're like, wow, we're living in London. Like, we don't have jobs. So what are you doing? You're sort of doing more sort of glamour modeling at the time. Right, okay. It was like, you know, you're nuts and you're you're page three. But they were going, weren't they? The magazine started going. So, yeah, I ended up doing work with a photographer who ended up selling my pictures illegally to porn websites, um, making money off the back of me and other girls, um, which was horrific because the mental strain that that took on me because I was all over porn sites and I wasn't doing porn, but my face was on these websites. Um, and luckily I, I had the fire in me to keep going with that and I got most of them removed but I know some of the girls still now hold so much mental strain around that and they don't even want to even google their names because it makes them feel so shit because this one photographer went and just did this to us all and made a load of money and just didn't care about our well-being um so and then we were blackmailed into babe station which was not actually as bad as this guy who'd been doing this stuff because it was clean chat. I was fully clothed. I wasn't allowed to swear. You know, I was just chatting to men. And I remember my dad saying, do you like it there? Like my family were never ashamed of it. And I was like, yeah, these guys are just nice to talk to. I got my regular callers, you know, and um, they taught me a lot. And I actually said to my dad, you know, these men, some of them are lonely, dad. You know, I'm just counseling them. Some of these guys don't even have someone who would just sit and listen to them. Isn't it weird that you've always kind of become a counsellor? No yeah. No matter what thing you're in, helping people. So right? it's always ended up in the same energy vibration yeah. somewhere along the line. Um, so yeah, I was sort of counselling these men in a way. Um and then I met my, a long-term boyfriend I had, and I had a goal to get out of 
the industry of babe station i was also blackmailed in that industry as well by one of the managers <clears throat> luckily again i used my voice and i didn't stay quiet and i went to the you know the boss and i said this has happened like i'm worried i'm gonna lose my job if i don't do what he's asking me um so i was around a lot of porn and stuff as well i saw a lot go on behind the scenes i saw women break down i had women breaking down to me who were on the nighttime shows and i realized again that i think they had me around <laughs> because i was calming the girls down i was never really on the bed at nighttime i was just in the green room and like asking the girls if they wanted a drink and seeing how they were and it was almost like what you're doing now pretty much what you're doing what i'm doing now it was like the magdalene energy again and one girl in particular broke down really bad to me and it was that moment i realized like i'm out like i'm not staying in this industry you know i got a good head on me so i didn't do any drugs or drink and i saved my money you know, I had an I had a goal to get out, and I did. Your goal to get out was I know you had a goal to get out, but did you have, did you have something that you wanted to do? Yeah, so I started designing swimwear. Okay. I wanted to bring out a swimwear company. Yeah, and that's what I did. Set myself a goal, set myself a target of income. Had a boyfriend at the time, which was great because he really grounded me and he was really supportive and he wanted me out but he really wanted me to do well with the business he had a great business mind um and yeah like i think if it wasn't for me meeting him quite honestly which at the time i probably never would have admitted but i think he was partly to do with something that i really needed at that time he showed me stability he had a great family they had a family union his parents were together. I'd never seen that or yeah. even been around that before. That safety. Never had it, ever. So he was like perfect for me in that time. I loved him, but I wasn't in love with him though. What does that mean? I loved what he was providing for me, right? Yeah, right, okay. I loved the safety and the structure and everything but deep down I didn't I didn't truly truly love him we weren't aligned I couldn't love him I thought I loved him and I did on one aspect yeah but I wasn't deeply in love with him um so that ended up ending we weren't aligned in the end and then I ended up having to face my childhood I'd built a life got my company doing my swimwear so you got the swimwear and stuff like that and then you've got to face yourself well, then I got all the money, the house, the car, no struggles, traveling, everything I wanted. Felt terrible. Felt worse than I had had. What do you mean? Like, just... Lost. Lonely, lost, depressed. I was having, like, emotional episodes. Um, and... What was the point then, Grace? What was the point? There was a point there's in there that you just like, you need to do this. Yeah. So, what was that point? Yeah. So, um, so there was, I went to, so I have a, a friend. Done any spirituality before, Reiki? Do, are, are you into any of that? Now? No, no. Back at then. this point, no. this point, I was just in babe station doing my um, swimwear. Cars, you've got a nice bit of money, traveling, looking yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. 
And so I'd created a life that I thought I needed to fit in. So I had loads of friends as well, or friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just wanted to be loved. Like, don't we all? Like, I just wanted to be loved. Like, I just wanted to feel accepted. But you've got to have the right people that... Yeah, well, they were accepting me for that level of who I was, but it wasn't truly me because I wasn't happy. So I knew something. Yeah, Yeah. so I knew something was missing. And um, I, one of my friends. Did you know something was missing? Yeah, I got to a point where I knew something was missing. Did you feel it? Yeah. Yeah, I felt it. So you went, so you thought, I need to go and search? No, I avoided it actually for a long time. This would just go, it would just get better. You know, I wasn't really close with my mom there at this point. There must be so many people in that situation. Yeah, just stayed in the relationship. Um, I was traveling a lot, so I knew I wanted to escape something. Drinking. Um, and then I went abroad and I met a friend of mine who was a DJ. And I'd listened to his music when I was younger. And we met and started going to some of his gigs with him. And I was in a, this is the point. So I was in a club in Miami, really well-known club called Club Live. It's like a huge club, like unbelievable, amazing experience. And I was wearing a white dress or a cream dress of some sort. And some girl bashed me and a drink went all over my dress. And it was like a cranberry juice, right? Oh, actually it's red, isn't it? That's interesting. Um, and I just put two and two together. So it went all down my dress. And I... You only put two in this moment now? I just put two and two together in this moment. Yeah, because it's... Like, I actually got that straight away. Right. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it's just signs, isn't it? It's this yeah. Mary Magdalene signs all away. Like, um, so I I lost it. I was like, for fuck's sake, rah, rah, rah. Like, I'm covered in this drink. Like... Um, like my dress is ruined like it was the beginning of the night and the man I was with my friend he tapped me on the shoulder tap 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 and he was like Grace I said what (laughs) and he was like look around the club so I looked around the club he was like is anybody looking at you and I was like no like no one's looking at me he was like we love you that's all that matters. Like nobody cares that your dress looks like that. Like we love you. So it was like in my mess, he loved me. And he was a really big soul contract and has been on my journey. So I went to the toilet and I looked in the mirror and from that moment, that was it. Like What? Like what are you thinking? Everything just changed. Like life, a veil lifted. Like, life just changed. I was like, who are, like, who have you been? Who, who have you been? This person, like, trying to get love in this way and in my mess, in my anger, this person showed me love. It doesn't matter. And then I was like, how have I been living life that concerned about a drink being spilled on my dress? Like, how far away from myself actually am I? And in that moment, I knew my life had just changed. I got home and my partner actually asked me if I'd met someone else because he was like, what's happened to you? And I was like, I haven't. 
haven't haven't met anybody else in that. But I had, I'd met somebody who'd shown that, but I'd met myself. Yeah, 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 yeah. And from that moment... Did he see the change in you? Yeah. And that was like totally. he thought you'd met someone else. He thought I'd met another but guy. Really, like, who you've met is yourself. I'd met in myself the in the mirror, totally, with... With, with red blood on your white dress. <laughs> Nuts, wow. that, isn't it? That's wild. Yeah, wild, that, isn't it? Yeah, I've only really seen that yeah, right beautiful. now. Um, and obviously, my friend at the time... I love him in a different way. And I had met somebody else, but yeah. it wasn't in the way that my yeah. partner thought. Yeah. And then I just got distant, 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 and that relationship broke down. And he had an affair with my friend and multiple of my friends, in fact. So that was really hard. Um, and I just left. I left the house. I left everything I'd actually built safety around, realizing that wasn't true safety. A man provided yeah, me. It was a proper moment, that, weren't it? Yeah, it wasn't true safety. It and... means fuck all, doesn't it? It means nothing. 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 And it can just be taken away from yeah, you like yeah, that. Yeah, and yeah. as soon as you know, as soon as you have an enlightened experience, yeah. that's what God does. God takes that shit away from yeah. you so you can become yourself. You can start again. You can rebuild. And so I left. And then I ended up, um, no, actually, in the mo in the time I, that I didn't leave is when I started to meditate in the bath. Did you know what you're doing? No idea. And then my three angel guides came. What are you talking about, Grace? <laughs> my three in angel that moment, you don't know that you're meditating. I went you're in the bath. There. No, yeah. I went in the bath saying to myself, I'm going to meditate. I don't know what to do. But I'm just going to put some music on. I'm going to meditate. And this was back in 2015. So it wasn't on social or anything like that. Like there was nothing how there is now to yeah. teach us. Put some music on. And my mom bought me these little figurines from um, the charity shop. And she said, you need these. And they were like these little African figurines, this, these animals. She's like, I don't know why, but you need these. So she gave them to me. And bearing in mind, me and my mom weren't really close at this time. So I put them in the bath with me. And I put the music on and I just closed my eyes and I went in and I got taken to Hawaii in this meditation journey and met my three angel guides. And they started showing me healing modalities, how to meditate, how to heal the energy out of my body. And in those moments I would purge. So I would cry, I, would re I was releasing just this energy that I'd been storing. So I was going every single morning for an hour in the bath and I probably did that for a good six months. I'd shut the door and I didn't tell anybody what I was doing because I was too embarrassed that no one would understand. So I just started to heal with my angel guides. What's with the water? Why in the water? Well, where we're born, we're, I know now it's the cosmic womb, isn't it? So we, we grow mm. in the water. And water's very grounding and very cleansing as well. So it's not just earth that's grounding, water's very grounding for us. It brings us back into the womb. I wonder if this is going to be the biggest gift that you give me from this podcast. I'm going to try that tomorrow. Yeah, it goes, when you go into a bath and you've got like, say you make it a sacred space, you're going back into the womb so you can be rebirthed, you can literally be baptised. You know, it's like a, it's a, it's a sacred, if you look at it as a sacred act, every time you submerge yourself in water, 
you're baptizing yourself, you're, you're becoming new every time you come out of the bath. So I believe that's probably why it was, this was happening in water. And when I was a child, I used to swim a lot to get through my traumas. And we're 80% water, right? Or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, Those are really vivid visions you're having, though. Mm. Like, oh, yeah, it's super vivid. They, they told me the name of the place. So I, I still work with that land on an energetic level, even though I've never been. I take clients there to heal through that land in Hawaii and... Um, in a child, a lot of inner child work happens there. I've not done it for a while with clients, but yeah, I've taken quite a few clients there to to heal their inner child. I've got one of my main spirit guides is from. You know, there. it sounds bonkers, don't you? I'm just putting it out there. To me, this sounds bonkers. Like, yeah. I love it. I yeah. love the sound of it, but it just it seems just bonkers. Yeah, I had to just trust myself. Um, how do you, how, at the time, are you thinking, yeah, this is right? Are you thinking, what in the fuck is going on? Do you know on? what? I just, it was like a child, so there was no other way. There was no other choice. Like, it just, it just knew, like, I had to follow this, the, the guidance from the beings. And then I had a dream. Just the night before I found out he was cheating me, I had a dream that this is even bonkers, more bonkers. I had a dream that time as in the clock time, was in a box, right? This black box. And it knocked on my door. So I answered the door to time. And then someone was at my back door trying to get in, but the key broke in the lock. So the next morning, like I Googled the meanings and I said to my partner, something's about to change. We're gonna have a big life change, something's happening. The next day I found out he was having an affair. And I remember him in that moment looking at me. I remember it. I remember him knowing that I knew on a subconscious level and he knew he was just about to get found out. Like I'd, he'd, he even said to me afterwards, how did you know? I was like, well, I had the dream. The dream was telling me time was knocking my door. You've got no time, Grace. Like, don't waste your time, <laughs> you know? Um, Fucking time knocking on your door. I shit myself. It oh. was it was really really frightening. But any kind of de- demons or darkness that comes into dreams or meditations is just an aspect of yourself that you're ignoring. It's not a psychic attack. That's just an outdated belief. It's part of your darkness trying to get your attention. Because if your darkness shows up as like this really pretty angel. You'll be like, oh, hi, amazing. Yeah. If your darkness shows up and scares you, you should yeah, yeah, try yeah. to get your attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does that. It does that. It does it's that. not a demon that's just, hey, oh, I see you. I'm just going to come and attack you. <laughs> no. It's part of yourself. Does that, does that, all that, all this stuff doesn't exist. That's just to put people off going inwards. Did you not get really scared in the bath, or you, you just you just knew it was right? Knew it was right. I didn't get scared one bit. One bit. No, I just knew it was right, and then I just carried on meditating from there. Had a dip. Did have a dip. My company then. I lost my company, so I lost my money. Left my house. The money that I put into the house, I left because I just couldn't get it back. Um, lost all my friends. Um, yeah, the friends. Even like things like just the lifestyle I'd built, like my gym and my local, you know, butchers and things like that that I would go to that I built. And, the, you know, some of the things that I really loved, I loved going to the butchers and like those nice I love going to butchers. And the farm. Yeah, and, yeah. 
I had to leave all of that stability to go. Weird there. that just them little beautiful things, those moments where you go to the butchers and interact with the people behind the counter yeah. and just have the moments that and you, I needed them the most. Yeah, yeah. You know, they were probably the most authentic people in my life at that time. Yeah. Um, and then, um, yeah, I lost everything and I ended up in a really toxic relationship, actually, um, where I just, and I started smoking and drinking, took my eye off everything. I just didn't know what to do. Hmm. Um, just not meditating. I stopped meditating. I, I, mean, remember, that. I remember my friend saying... After a moment like that, why? Did it need to show you something else? Yeah. <laughs> what were it? Um, lost all my money, lost my business. So the business I'd built up... You had to really like get rid of everything. It was everything. Become nothing to become everything. Yeah. And then um, yeah. I lost a baby. So in six months, I lost my company, my money, um, a baby... And then my sister passed away. Fuck. Yeah. In six months. And it was when my sister passed away. I was like, no more grace. Like this stops now. <laughs> like it's, you're not carrying on like this. And it was from, it was from that death that, that it just, I couldn't grieve the baby. I, I didn't know how to grieve the baby and then grieve her and, it was it was so much and then that's when I didn't want to be here I didn't want to be alive what you were thinking of suicide couldn't get out of bed didn't want to get out of bed didn't see the point I didn't see a way out and luckily me and my dad were close at that point because he was helping me through this toxic relationship he was helping me out the old one and he would ring me and he would pester me right so luckily, I had somebody like not giving up on me, and that was my dad. Um, and then in that moment, yeah, I got, um, I decided to get like therapy counseling. Um, I left all my best friends and people in my life. I just, I can't be around you anymore. Like, I, I can't live this life. Um, and yeah, I had to just move through the healing. And then that's what I started meditating every morning. I haven't, haven't, done a date not since in nearly six years so it stuck to my spiritual practice then my guides started coming and showing me more and I started healing more in the land in the forests writing um yeah just getting more and more help joining sister circles just all my money was going into that the money I had left um and then I just built it from there and then now I'm where did, when, job. when did you decide to set up on your own where you wanted to teach other people? Obviously, you're going to other people's women's circles and stuff yeah. like that. What was the point where you thought, I like this as a business? Yeah, um, I never really thought about it. Um, it was in lockdown where I saw people struggle the most, but I was okay because I'd gone through... The year before, I've like taken my. I didn't wasn't going out drinking or eating because I couldn't have didn't have the money to. Mm. Um, base didn't have any friends to. <laughs> um, super lonely. So my lockdown came before lockdown, way before lockdown, and I had that solitude for like a good year and a half. Yeah. Very, very. What to be said about that, isn't there? They call it the hero's journey, where you'd spend a lot of time on your own, it's, being comfortable in your own. Yeah, God puts you there to so you can hear Him. He takes you out of the distractions because He wants you. You know, He, She, 
mother, father, God wants you to hear the lessons, the, the, the inner guidance. How can you listen if you've got so many distractions? So people in, who are lonely on the spiritual path, which is so normal, you'll hear it all the time. Just remember, it's God's way of saying to you, just listen. I'm not, you know, God isn't punishing you or making life hard. God is saying, listen, this is why I'm putting you in solitude. This is why I need you in silence so you can hear my voice. So you can hear the next steps. So you can hear where you need to go. So you can hear how you can help and how you can be in the world. It's not a punishment. It's not because you're alone. In fact, it's so you can understand you are not alone. You know, that's how I see my solitude was so I could hear the voices of my soul, of God. And God is my soul. God is the voice of my soul. It's not a person outside of me. It's my own God light that wanted to talk, you know. And that is the hero's journey. It's coming out of the, um, the lower realms and coming into the higher self. So from the lower self to the higher self. The um, Knights Templars talk about that. It's about coming from the lower self to the higher self. So that's why I believe a lot of spiritual people have moments of solitude. So anybody listening, know that you're not alone. It's, and just remember, it's God's way of asking you to start to listen, you know, so you're not distracted. They're gonna rem God removes things that are going to distract you. What if people have got like a problem with the word God? Um, the first thing I would recommend is to ask why, mm. why and where did it come from? Because there's usually a fear that it's because, um, God is more powerful than you. So, oh, I can't, oh God, I've got to be this way to be accepted by God. No, that's just the old outdated religious Catholic way of being and that's not what God is God is to provide you space so you can connect to your own inner God light God light is like good light so Jesus Christ Christ is not his last name Christ is the light that he embodies within him Jesus came out he had the hero's journey and he he came out of his pain to be a way shower he showed people how to enlighten their bodies, to heal their bodies, to come into, you know, a more enlightened space of life. The Christ is just the light. The Christ is the connection between you and the divine and the divine higher part of who you are. But we have to open that up somehow. So Christ is Christophs, which is the masculine and Mary Magdalene is the Sophia light which is the wisdom and the healing in that sense so we we all have this within us both both lights and then we have the flame so if someone's got a, a you know a resistance towards God it's saying okay are you making this a religion mm. or are you open to listening to the story that Jesus was just like the Buddha, hmm. a way shower. They, they hold the exact same light codes, but they're just in different forms. The only reason why people are scared of the word God is because the Catholic religion 
turned it into something where we had to be afraid, so we paid into them. You know, they made it like it was something outside of us. If you sin, Jesus died on the cross, so so he took away all your sins. But the word sin just means to miss the mark. Sin doesn't mean that you've done something wrong. It means you just missed the mark. You took the shot and you missed the mark. So Jesus sinned. Jesus died on the cross so we could try again. He was just a way shower to be like, I'm outspoken. I'm, I'm going against this, you know, patriarchy. I'm helping people heal. I want people to access their own light so they know it's not outside of them. Mm. So, the, so God is just a Christ light. It's, it's like a universal energy. It's in everything. So I would really recommend... You just nobody talks like this. Yeah, I would... You, you know yeah. what I mean? The way you've sort of communicated that is totally different to anything else that I've yeah. heard. And, you know, I put a post out about Crystal Cameron and Conscious Ken yesterday about these people smacks off the tits on Zen and they're, they're delivering messages just from a, a total... Like this, I don't know what it's going on. It's just like an overzealous spiritual mind. I'm like, look, the people who really need it don't want you to talk like that. No. No. It needs delivering in just a, a... A different way. Yeah. It needs delivering in a way that people are not afraid. It's safe. Yeah. Because safety is just the most important thing. And you've got to be grounded yeah. to do that. So if people are channeling stuff and they're not grounded in their practice, it's not going to be delivered. Like, we've got to come back down again. It's like, we've got to be safe in the human body. We're not here to remove ourselves from the human body. We're not here to leave the human body. We're here to actually connect our soul, our spirit, our mind together to be safe in it. And so, yeah, so I would would say, firstly, do some research on who Jesus actually is and then maybe visit the monastery in Manchester. They're a spiritual monastery. You know, they don't talk about religion. They they, um, talk about... Jesus's healing modalities and do you put events on there sometimes yeah yeah, yeah. got one coming the up one in Father's Gorton. Day is it Gorton yes yeah right yeah yeah and they're amazing and they're trying to bring this through they're trying yeah. to you know help people understand that Saint Francis was a mystic he you know that Saint Francis he was he was a mystic that you know fought for mysticism in those times you know, you know, all this amazing healing. Um, and so, and the Francians were the, the, the group of people that were able to, you know, go do astrology and look into herbalism without being killed. They had a way to do it when the Roman Empire was, you know, in order. The reason why the Roman Empire made, Roman Empire made religion scary is because they wanted money from us. Yeah. That's as simple as it. They wanted us to think the power was outside of us. That's all it was. And they succeeded, right? Yep. So now we just have to strip it back and actually truly do our own research and, you know, face the fears of the word God because there's there's nothing more powerful than your own inner God light. That's all. There's nothing more powerful than that. So if you're a spiritual person that is not connected to your God light, then are you a spiritual person? You know? 
Because the ancient teachings come from the God light, that Jesus, Mary, yeah, but Buddha. Nobody knows this though, do they? Everybody like was it. teaching. I think I have got a problem with the word God as well as the word fucking womb. Most people do. Yeah. I did. I, sometimes when I go into church now and I, I'm praying to Mother Mary and Jesus. Because if I went to somebody, oh, I'm connected to my God light, I just like, what the fuck am I saying? Good light, God light is your yeah. inner flame. I think that's just me go talking more than yeah. anything, I think. It's probably because so many people are afraid that they're going to judge you if you say God or you're going to be put in yeah. some kind of I like the way label. you point. I like that God light. I like being connected to that God light. God good light. Yeah. It's good light. It's just a channel. Like, it's not something outside of us that has power or control over us. Mm. The only thing that has the power and control is the fear of it. Yeah. So I would suggest... Yeah, just journaling on it or, you know, just starting to say it more. Um, speaking to people like me that are going to understand when you speak when you speak about it rather than going to someone who's going to maybe shame you. Like, you've got to be specific on the people yeah. around you yeah, and who you choose yeah. to share that kind of energy with. There's people that I can say the word God to and there's people that I don't. You know, I know the difference and I know who I can deliver that kind of information to who are open-minded. Yeah. But yeah, it's just about really researching and and starting to ask why it's scary because why are you scared of it? Like, it's just a... Something. I think it's just control, I think. I think I'm just scared of relinquishing control. I think that is a very big part of my makeup that I need to relinquish control. Mm. And by saying the word God, I'm re- giving power to something else. That makes so much sense. Yeah. Because, but, it, but it's so it's not, it's it's still that separation you've got going on. Yeah. Knowing that you're you're thinking you're giving your power away to something outside of you. But actually, fear in it is what's giving your power away because God light is where everything comes from. That's like some Star Wars shit, that Grace. That is Star, ex- Wars. Star Wars, exactly that. Yeah. Giving into fear. Yeah, yeah, giving into fear is where you set yourself free. Yeah, so it is, it is difficult. People are like, I don't want to give my energy away to God. But. When you realize God is you, you are a child of God. You know, you were put on earth as you were a miracle, like you're a child, you're a light. You're, a, we're just all lights. We, we, it's just the God light. <laughs> I've never looked at it like before. No one's ever said it like it's that before. It's not a person and it's definitely not a him. Yeah. It's like, I say mother, father, God. The monastery will say mother, father, God now because it's divine feminine, divine masculine. Jesus and Mary were basically just enlightened beings that had got to a point of enlightenment where they were able to teach people how to do the same. They weren't like... Yeah, yeah. You know, what we I like it when you put it like that. It's meant that when you put it like that. I get it, yeah, yeah. You know, you look at your jo- Dr. Joe Dispenza's and, yeah. um, you know, of the world now. Who else? Who's one of your favourite kind of, you know... You know what? I really like him, that Dr. Joe Dispenza. But again, look, this could be me go talking when I say this. When he does his guided meditations, he kind of, right, now we're going to... Hypnotise. Like, why does he do that voice? Because it's a frequency sound to change your brainwave. Right, 
to get you in a, a different altar. I thought he were doing it for entertainment, state. but oh, no, no. I'm putting on a thing. No, so he's taking you into, there's this different... Again, I'm like that, Grace. I'm like, I don't want to listen to that. It's like, okay, is he doing it for mysticism, uh, right? No. Bullshit again, just... bullshit, like. But now you've explained it, now I'll listen to it with a different perspective. Yeah, he's just he's just talking on a certain frequency, yeah, sound yeah. frequency, so it hits a particular brain Somebody wave. sent me some of his walking meditations the other day. I'm going to try him out. He's unbelievable. Yeah. I highly recommend him. Yeah. Um... And he's, he's, yeah, I highly recommend his work. He's... Because sometimes sitting in silence just don't cut it. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you need a guidance, yeah. yeah. 100%. But he's very masculine, Joe Dispenza. Yeah. He takes you into these realms up here, whereas, yeah. you know, grounding feminine meditations... And that sounds more like a, what one a, that I need in my life. When you say yeah. it, I feel like that's grounding what I need in my life. feminine, nurturing yeah. meditations. Yeah, because when I went to the woods the other day on that mat, I was, just, I was like Earth. connected to her. And I'm just like, yeah, this is what yeah. this is. I'm missing some of this. Yeah, that's what people do miss the most is yeah. those... There's a lot on YouTube that's going to take you into manifestations and all up here. And it's like, there's barely any that keep you down here. But... You know, whereas I believe most of our power is down here. It's this is just a, a, a different form. But I think what people are missing is how much power is in uh, the grounding meditations and things like that. You know, and you know the earthly meditations. The earthly meditations. Yeah, that. try those ones. It might be good. I'm on it. Um, if people, yeah. what are your services? If people want to. I want grace in my life. I want grace 13 in my life. Mm -hmm. What kind of thing can they get from you? So for anybody who is like curious or, you know, even just wants to have a bit of a chat or something, I always ask people to send me an email or a DM on my Instagram. Um, And I also obviously, as, as we've spoke now, you know, I do work, work with the words like God and I do work with Mary Magdalene and I do work with those realms of things. So you do have to be willing to be open-minded to my work. Um, and I work with angelic guides, as you know, and things like that as well. So firstly, be open-minded. Secondly, use your voice, communicate to me. It doesn't matter if you know nothing what are you on Instagram? Grace underscore Grace 13. Grace underscore full stop 13, full stop underscore. Okay. There wasn't available. Fine, Grace, whatever. <laughs> um, um, and then... Webs- I'm not ever going to judge a person for what they know spiritually. I've been on this journey eight years. Like, I didn't know any of this eight years ago. You know, I've had to study and learn and get new mentors and teachers. Mm. And so don't ever feel like you're not as good or you can't reach out because you don't know it it's like that's what i'm here for you know that's what i'm here for to bring that light the way show it right to bring that light within you so you can access your own god light so you can know that your power comes from within you don't have to source it outside so you're a brilliant communicator you know The way you communicate and the way you explain things is like it's insane yeah 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 i've had to work on that though my delivery. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, I used to go way off. I've had to really work on being able to deliver it in a way that 
resonates. Hopefully people understand. Yeah, it resonates with people, isn't it? Yeah, Otherwise, yeah. like, you're going to get put in a cosmic Karen box, aren't you? And this is the thing, like, oh, gosh, I could go on this for so long. It's like, that shouldn't be a label. Yeah. Like... I'm the most crazy bitch you'll ever meet. True not. And it, whether it's crazy labeled as witch or, you know, um, you know, I don't know, God worshiper, or even like when I'm having a meltdown and yep. I'm crazy, like I, I totally am here for all my emotions. This is what I teach women. So if you're a woman who is scared of your own emotions, who calls yourself crazy or has been called crazy or wants to hide all your messiness. You know, this is really linked to the womb and the menstrual cycle. The menstrual cycle is a mess, but it's so beautiful. Like the blood is red. It's the, it's the only pure blood that comes from any human being without a wound. Men can't bleed the blood that a woman bleeds. Animals you know, unless they are giving birth or having a mince. So a menstrual cycle blood, for one, it's red on purpose so you can see it. It's messy. It's, it's you know, it is disgusting if we want to call it disgusting. But, but it's actually not because we all come from it. If we didn't have it, we, none of us would be alive. So actually it's sacred. It's not disgusting, you know. It's not messy, but it comes with messy emotions. It comes with the menstrual cycle, messy emotions that come up for us to deal with. It comes with, you know, having to sit still. We, we're not supposed to be walking around on our bleed. We're not supposed to have tampons in. We're supposed to be resting. It's the divine intelligence of the feminine to restore our energy so we can have healthy babies. Our womb wants to be a nice, safe space and a nice healthy space so we can just birth paradise babies, not painful babies or disgusting babies. So it's like really coming back to your womb, your menstrual cycle as a woman is gonna be absolutely crucial for self-love, connection, um, understanding your emotions, accepting who you truly are. It's gonna help you with confidence, relationships, how to express, boundaries, it's literally the divine intelligent map that we've been born with as women. And then that helps men understand what they need to do for us, what they need to do in their world, you know, how they can help us, how can they help nurture us, how they can help provide for us or protect us in those times. But most women are not, not, not connected to their womb in nobody's fault because we just haven't been taught. So we just basically dishonor not only the emotions that come with a menstrual cycle and a womb we're just neglecting her you know until I started connecting to my womb space yeah I was spiritual yeah I was doing all the meditations yeah I was doing the trauma healing but nothing comes close to connecting with your womb and reclaiming her you know she's been dormant for a long time She's just sat there waiting to be loved. Imagine calling somebody disgusting every month. Imagine saying like, you're disgusting, it's painful, like you're a nuisance, like you're, you make me crazy, like I hate you. 
imagine that saying that to a child you know for a week of the month and just shutting them in the door shutting them in a cupboard you know that's part of the sacred feminine that we've been shutting off and that we all come from it because without it we wouldn't exist so I've never ever looked at it like before, Grace. That's insane. That that's exactly yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, when women and this is that, this is literally what you're teaching other people. Yeah, teaching women. So I have a six week course called the Divine Cycle. Yeah. So I go through your cycle. How do people get hold of that? So um, online on my website, but just email really or DMing me. Yeah. They and what's can, your what's your website? Uh, Bluebellspirit.com. The reason for that being. Love bluebells when I was a kid. That's it. That's it. Okay. Um, so I'm I'm in I'm thinking about changing it to, to your name. Yeah, go on. Yeah, yeah, or to the Rose of Life. I think maybe just to your name. Right, go on, carry on. Okay, maybe we could have a chat about this. Um, so yeah, because bluebell spirits, like, how is that even related to like? Move on. Anyway. It's gone. Um, <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> so. Yeah, so they, they go on there, the Divine six, Cycle, six-week course. Yeah, so they can go online and they can do their own. I've got a platform online, which is self-paced course. It's really, really good if you want to just start learning about it. But yeah. my advice is to get one-to-one help um, and for me to guide you through the six weeks of the Divine Cycle. So we go through your cycle, your emotions, your moon phases. We go through even food you can eat different it's got different essential oils and crystals that are related to your womb space your menstrual cycle your emotions and you and I just kind of like um teach people through it and just guide them through the six weeks um and yeah it's really amazing and you know some people then come and do the womb healing ceremony so that's actually a four-hour ceremony um and that we dive into, I've got two types. We either dive into the sister wound. So it's for women who have experienced things like being hurt by other women, you know, um, or distrusting women. And then I do one which is based on relationships. So clearing the womb of any toxic relationships, toxic partners, um, old relationships like that, and, you know, shredding the patterns because the womb is a birth and death and rebirth cycle it sheds the old to birth the new so the if you think about the mind everything like a woman thinks up here and a man because you do have an etheric womb like you have a sacral bowl men have a sacral chakra so you have a pleasure bowl so everything we want to experience in life that's pleasurable is directly linked to our thoughts. So we send that down to our sacral ball. So, but with women, it's 10 times stronger because we've got the womb. So any woman who is um, anxious or having these anxious thoughts, you're sending them straight to your womb. And just like a baby, you're nurturing those anxious thoughts, those fears, those pains, and you're birthing that into your reality. So that could be old trauma, your stories, it could even be magical, amazing experiences, but you're either birth in paradise or pain. So the ceremony goes more in depth into relationships if there's specific relationships women have been through or the sisterhood wounds. 
Um, and that's separate from the divine cycle. The divine cycle is more about connecting to the rhythm of your emotions and to help you with life and how you can plan your weeks around your cycle and things like that. So they're the main, the main two womb. I um, think we'll just get people to DM you. Um, it, I'm going yeah, to do it. Right. It's Grace underscore full stop 13. Full stop. Full stop. Underscore. Underscore. <laughs> Grace, thank you so much. You're welcome. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Hold on. Don't go. I'm going to close your space. Well, Grace okay. is going to close the space. Okay, so just closing down your eyes. Thank you for having me so much. It's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. Goodbye. <laughs> okay. So you can either bring your hands to prayer. This might be good for you. Um, so we thank all directions and all dimensions of the highest and the purest love and light of Mother and Father God for holding this space, for holding the light, for guiding us, for the transmissions, the frequencies, the healing, the light bulb moments, for sparking something within within us in this room and anybody who is listening. We ground any new frequencies into Mother Earth and we ask Mother Earth to help balance these, nurture these high frequencies to stabilize us and anchor us in this new space in this new energetic space we thank everybody who's been involved in today's podcast thank you thank you you for the land that we are on right now thanking the permission for the land to be here the building the air everything around us amazing amazing I feel like should I should say something at the end, like namaste or something, or should I say, what should I say? Why don't you just channel, like, what do you want to say? Um, Who do you want to thank, like, what kind of... I just, I'd like to thank Grace for the knowledge and the wisdom, and that's it, really, in this moment. Okay, I'm receiving that, thank you very much, and thank you for holding the space for me. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. You're with the best in mind, what, what, 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 you're with the best in mind,